Welcome to Afro Roots. Thank you for joining me. I'm Norman Berico, and uh, this is a special um, well-being series that we are looking at how to, well, talking about how to look after you, which is your mind, your body, your soul, your family, and everything in between. So thanks for joining us. And I'm with me today is Dr. James Rogarit, who I'll say Dr. J, because that sounds cooler, and, and Ed. And we're talking about, in this particular episode, looking after your body which is really important. So we just thought we'll take some time, hang out with these guys and, and talk about that. And I was just thinking um, about when I think about looking after my body, it's just a new, is it like a new thing or something that's always been there? Because I've never really been conscious of I've got to look after my body. It's just seemed to look after itself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's quite interesting you say that because um, where, where, we, where we come from, I would like to say, you know, some of us are migrants and we came here. Where we came from, a concept of looking after your body was non-existent, mm. simply because the, the structure that we had just looked after yourself yes. in any way. Yeah. Because daily life involved um, activities, mm. daily life involved eating healthy. So there was no need to actively invest into that space. Yeah. For example, you carry, you know, those who, some of us who grew up in the rural areas where you had to carry firewood, you mm. had to carry water, you had to walk mm. uh, six kilometers and run to school and make sure that you're on time. That was that subconscious process of looking after your body. Like without, incidental. Yes, mm. incidental mm. looking after your body. But this is a different space. Yes. Okay. This is a different space where, you know, for some of you, there is a car in the garage that is two meters away. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then your workspace is just two meters away from the And if the you're car working park. from home, your bed rolls into your desk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're working from home, the bed rolls into the desk. So there is really no input yeah. in terms of how you look after you. Yeah. So I think it's important that we, we reflect on this and think about it. Okay, how do we look after mm. our body? Because it's the most important thing that yeah. we have. Yeah. Mm. And I suppose as a community or as a, as a culture, like you say, it's mm. been incidental. You go yeah. to buy tomatoes and then in the afternoon your mom sends you again to go to the shop. You walk your friend to the bus stop, <laughs> then you walk them halfway back. So we constantly, and, re, and also when I think about what we're putting into our bodies, yes. you know, a soft drink wasn't something that was always in the fridge. No. So I never had to worry about, I can't drink soft drink because I only got it once a year. And on that day, I'll knock myself out because that was it. I'll yeah. just process that. So it's just really good to, I suppose, acknowledge. It's really interesting that you acknowledge that um, for us Africans, as a culture, that, that conscious thought around your body was not a, a, a system, you know, it's mm, just mm -hmm. so happened. So that's really, um, very interesting. So I guess, um, and you, we picked up on an earlier episode about the self-audit, I think you mentioned that. Yeah, I think that's actually really interesting because when you think about it, it's hard to do a self-audit. Yeah. Um, and often, sometimes you need assistance from other people. Uh, and these are professionals. And quite often, we are a bit stingy as Africans to say, why should I pay for that one? Yeah. Know, why should I yeah. pay for that? You know? And you to invest in the yeah. thing that makes you the money. I, I can't possibly invest on a, a personal body, you know, personal trainer or something like that. What is she going to tell me or what is he going to tell me? Yeah. But in reality, I think we have actually to really realize that things have changed. Yeah. The things that have changed are things that are impacting on us on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Things like, you, you know, the calories which we are taking in mm. every day are mm. higher than what we used to take when mm. we are home. Mm. And then the energy we are spending is less than that. Yeah. Hence, we end up with the pot bellies, mm. you know, the too little 
hanging there, you know. And, and talk again, about that. The, things that, the thing that we used to think like signs of affluence, you yeah. know, Port Valley and yeah. everything, are actually now disease. Yes. You know, because yes. they translate into cardiovascular disease, diabetes, hypertension, and the rest of it. Yeah. And the fact that we are staying indoors, the weather is not, we don't have any time to sit and bask in the sun. No, <laughs> we can't do that anymore. So our vitamin D is going to be low, yeah. and when the vitamin D is low, we're just going to feel a little bit. Oh, do you know? I'd never thought about vitamin D, and I just want to roll you back to that um, self orders, you know, Doctor mm. J, because you're very de- doctorish. <laughs> I will call it a personal roadworthy, <laughs> which I I only started that now in my forties, where I started thinking, well, rather than going to the doctor when something's wrong, mm-hmm. maybe once a year or so often, I need to go because I, I had a situation where. I had an iron issue I wasn't aware of. And then by the time they found this situation that I had very low iron, I could feel I was tired. I was exhausted mm. every day. Mm. But I just thought, you know, we just push on. You know, you push on. I would sleep more, but I was incredibly exhausted. Mm. And once I once that court sorted out, I realized, why am I doing this to myself? There are things that can make <laughs> my life easier. Yeah. So that going back to that roadworthy and I suppose encouraging us, and that's not something that um, I suppose it says, and maybe just most people, but we're talking to uh, African community here. Do you think about, you know what, I'm going to go and book my appointment where we've got Medicare, generally free or very cheap. Ask the doctor and say, check it all out mm. from blood pressure to vitamins to iron to, because those things can be picked up uh, very. very early. Mm. And I remember one of, uh, my, my doctor said to me, I was talking about blood pressure, and he said, well, you think about it like a road. If there's traffic going on and on all the time, why wait till the road is broken? Whereas if you can check it out now, you can fix the road, yeah. and then, and that just, yeah, I was like, okay. So for my blood pressure, if, if you know, that becomes an issue, if I can get that sorted now, mm-hmm. the likelihood of longer. So I think I just wanted to press on and emphasize that point around going to see the doctor before that's precisely it. It's yeah. the same concept which we have with everything that mm. we have here. You've got a car, it needs servicing. Mm. Okay. You don't wait until it breaks down mm. for you to actually mm. service it. Mm. You know. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes um, African mentality tells us, why fix it? It's not broken. I think that's worldwide. <laughs> and that's actually really a problem in yeah. the sense that we need our bodies actually perpetually being going through attrition mm. and attrition mm. and everything is grinding down and as a result we actually and nowadays i talk about things like uh investing in your health mm. on your road map, you know is like super yeah you know? Yeah. Don't try to put your super when you're 50, 60, 70, and you know, and then, then you hope that you will end on something. No. That, that doesn't work. Start here, you know, mm. have those checks early and then follow it up, you know, and then there's nothing that is going to kill you mm. if you are living in the Western world mm. other than your recklessness. Yeah. Mm. And uh, most illnesses, if not all, are going to be actually something that can be rectified. Mm. The can be managed thing, early at yeah. least. And the second thing is, uh, if you are not careful, you still survive. And I tell my patients most often, you know, 
I get paid when you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> so the moment you die, I it's don't not, It's not in my best interest. In so interest. let's keep you alive. So sometimes I'll keep you alive when you should be dead. <laughs> and you're in pain, you yeah. have a disability, yeah. but yeah. that's your own making because yeah. you are the master of your you, you are the master of your destiny. Yeah. You know? And you should actually say, if you've got diabetes, get it checked here yeah. every six months. You know? yeah. If you've got uh, high cholesterol, it's there. It's mm. like, you know, something else, you know. We are not making it up, you yeah. know. It puts you at risk of having heart disease. If you've got other things that is of concern, discuss it's, with your doctor. Yeah. You know. Oh, and the number of times, I remember uh, growing up, someone say, oh, uh, I got told I've got blood pressure. And I said, oh, okay, this is my aunt. Uh, but I'm not going to take the medication. I said, oh, why? Oh, because I'll be on it for life. And I said, well, that's exactly why you need it. Because so you can be But I think it's those myths that uh, talking to your doctor will help. Mm -hmm. If there are things, if you get a headache all the time, get it checked out. Because you might think it's a headache, could be something else. Mm -hmm. Like you say, vitamin D, yeah. the diseases that can come from that, not having it long term or yeah. your bones. And so I think the message to start off with there is that self, you are responsible for your own body. If you are responsible for making sure somebody looks at it, what you put in it and um, and from then on. Yeah, I think the challenge is we, we, we have this perception of like what Dr. James said, why fix it when it's, it's not broken? broken. Mm. Then we tend to associate that with a waste of resources. Mm. When you're fixing something that's not broken, rather than an investment, mm. we look at it as a waste of resources. But in real the real sense, it's actually an investment. Oh, mm. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because when you're starting to fix something that is broken, you're repairing. And anything that is repaired will never be the same. So exactly. Okay. So it's important that we learn how to invest in ourselves mm -hmm. because you only get one body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And if you look after it through the regular appointments and regular checks, I give you an example. After two years of being confined in one space and 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 in COVID-fied, I would call it. I had an opportunity of just the weather was so beautiful. Mm. I said, I'll take the boys out for, for, a, for a game of footy. Mm. And I was very surprised because um, my, my, my four-year-old kicked the ball and literally I could not run after the ball. <laughs> because you not, my knees could because not if get you don't there. use it, you lose it. That's it. That's my knees could not get me there. And it, that's when I realized how bad it was because it was literally I could not, not run after yeah, the ball. Yeah. My knees could not carry my weight. Mm. And immediately I realized that there was something that I had to do here. Yeah. So it's not about waiting for that to happen, but it's coming. just having the conscious mindset that, you know what? Yeah. I don't have to wait for that to happen. I can okay. invest in mm. myself. Absolutely. Well, it's a good thing you say that because I think in our next part, we'll take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we just look at briefly around what you need to have in your consciousness mm -hmm. and trying to change that mindset about how you look after your body. Yeah. So join us in a few minutes. We'll just take a quick commercial break and we'll come back talking about you and your body. Welcome back to our episode where we are talking about looking after your body. I've got Edward and Dr. J with me. We've um, just to recap on the earlier part of the episode. We talked about looking after yourself and it was just um, really pointing out that at home or in Africa, most of the time you exercise and what you're eating and looking after your body was incidental. You didn't plan to exercise because life was just generally busy and quite, uh, you walked everywhere and you did quite a lot and you didn't think about too much about what you put in your body because our food is primarily organic, grown at home, grown locally. 
not as much access to processed food as we do now. So that's been good. And we talked about, uh, Dr. J here was talking about the self-audit, which I call a personal roadworthy, where it's good <laughs> for us to check our bodies and see where we're at. You know, we talked about examples like vitamin D, iron, all of those things that might be missing in your body that you don't check out, you won't know till something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. um, so I suppose it's got, it takes us back to how do we look after our body? What's important for us to try and maintain or at least encourage a healthy body? Yeah, yeah I, I think there's a, there's a lot of things that are being thrown around which we can actually say we can focus on. Uh, some of them start from your GP actually going through your age and says, look here, from a young age, you need immunization, you take your kids for immunization, and they get really used to that. There are things that are made you to do, but mm. then you need also to be proactive, actually, yeah. to do things for yourself. Yeah. Uh, take your family out, you know, to see other people who are professionals who can mm. give you some assistance on most things. Uh, then the things that we don't normally do is actually the family interaction. Mm. Having playing football with your kids. Yeah. Because, I mean, I never played football with my father. <laughs> I never actually had trouble, you know. Those are the things that have changed. And yeah. we now actually have to embrace it as the change. You know? oh, and we're teaching the kids that mm. activity. activity. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Because, again, for us, activity was not learned because it was a way of life. Mm. You just but go and play with your yeah, group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, from nine to from from sunrise, come back at sunset, evening. you've yeah. climbed every tree, you've climbed I think about it now and think I don't know if my daughter knows how to climb a tree. Because yeah. I spend most of my time on trees. Oh and also we've taught them to be very scared of trees and yes. everything else. Yes. So they don't live life. Yeah. So those have to be conscious effort for you to yeah. actually say the parks are there, they are for a reason, mm. you know. Mm. And we should actually really go there and exercise. You know, most parks now have got these gyms. I mean, once COVID is over, we know we have to do it COVID safe because mm. sometimes they are closed. They are closed. There's nothing we can yeah. do. It. Um, but Dr. The, James, before you go for what's the benefit of ex physical exercise? I mean, it, of course, for weight, I get that. Mm. But as I've been sort of thinking more and being more conscious of it, thinking about you know uh, exercise and cardiovascular exercise around my blood pressure and thought, what, what are some of the benefits as opposed to Without getting actually into the intricacies yeah. of it, overly exercise have been seen as the number one uh, really uh, sort of pill that will fix most of the problems we have. Yeah. Uh, when you exercise, you do release some uh, hormones and endorphins and everything else, which keep our body quite healthy, right. prevent us, you know, people have talked about in cancer, it does actually really reduces uh, the chances of you having cancer. And in things like uh, your heart disease, it does reduce yeah. your chance of having heart disease. Uh, we know that if you exercise, generally your mood, your mm. mind is mm. okay. Each time I go for a walk in the morning, this is very exciting. You know, when you're walking, you know, she was say, morning. Morning, people. Morning. I'm telling you. This is all smiles. I'm telling you. I start working. And it's quite infectious. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. That's morning, what you take people. the whole day with you. Yeah. I walk at 6 a.m. This is new. You'll see me next day. You'll be able to see, be able to see the, 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 the evidence. But I constantly say, morning, people are the best people. Mm. Everyone greets you. And I always think anyone who wakes up when they don't have to. Mm. Clearly, they're, they're, they're loving life. Mm. So that's, those are my people who want to be around now. Yeah. But I think you're right. There's, there's something to be said about, you know, you're outside, you get the sunshine, you know, you, you're, and even your mental health. Like I'm, I yeah. said walking because 
you know, I really wanted to, I, I was going through a lot, you know, I was going through some grief and I, and I needed to do something, something, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, I knew that. But every that walking really made such an impact to my moods, to mm. how I felt, and all the good morning people. Mm. They they contributed to my my mental health, so that's good. But yes, yeah, so we talked about exercise, and I guess the next thing around that as well is what do we what do we I mean I've been on a diet most of my life once since being in the diaspora. Mm. You know I'm trying this, I'll try that, I'll try this. Mm. In the end, it actually was starting to mess around with my mental health because I was just never happy. Mm. I always think I. But now I'm thinking it's it's not a, I have to stop thinking about it as a diet, more of a lifestyle. Mm. You know, that's true. Yeah. Actually, it's it's unsustainable. You yeah. can go to all the other programs which you see on TV and do this and that. It's not sustainable. What I find that is which is sustainable is actually to say, take again an audit of what you mm-hmm. are actually doing. What are you eating? Mm-hmm. What are you putting through your mouth? And then how are you spending? It? Yeah. It's a very simple thing. You, you go with a dietitian, you know, they will help you. you know, uh, they will help you to actually understand food. There's no bad food. Yeah. Okay. We still want that <laughs> fatty, you know, yeah. when you, 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 when you buy your meat. You know, ah, you that's the fatty like bit's the best bit. Yeah. But then, the worst bit for yeah. my heart, but the best thing you in my You want mouth. to burn it. Yes. You know, and yes. that's the most important thing. You want to burn it. Yeah. And bear in mind, actually, that our food quantities, really the portions are getting bigger yeah. and bigger and yeah. we still want to eat, you know, we don't get satisfied with yeah. what we have. Yeah. And then training yourself over a period of time is much more effective than to yeah. say, I won't eat this, I won't eat that, because that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, yeah. In the long term, you can be on one diet to the other and the other and yeah. still we have no effect on that. I was just wanted to roll back and just coming back to our African community because one of the things that I think got confusing, and I was speaking to somebody uh, at a supermarket, funny enough, uh, was that we, our food was always very, you know, you grew most of it, yeah? <laughs> uh, you know, everything was from your garden or somebody's garden. Mm. And we come here with ease, time, you know, we're busy. It's easy to buy things mm. that are processed. Mm. And someone had said to me, if you start to look at trying to eat as fresh as possible, mm. Because our body recognizes that clean eating because, we, you know, we've been doing that for the last how many centuries, mm-hmm. that actually that could be a start. And I wonder whether thinking about it from that, uh, from our context and our community, um, and it would be good to find a dietitian, maybe later down the track we can mm-hmm. bring somebody in who can look at that uh, diet in the context of our food, you know, mm-hmm. because when you think about it, we're thinking we don't have McDonald's every day. That's when you think when you're hearing not eating right in diaspora. That you think I don't eat KFC every day. I don't eat McDonald's every day. I don't. But when you start to break down that, yes, we do eat our food. But mm. how much oil is going in? Which oil are you using? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much sugar are you using? How much salt are you using? How much? So I, I, it'd be really good. I think maybe down the track to come back and have a look at that. Um, mm. That that you know. Um, our diet specifically in the context of our food as African people. Yeah, when it comes to food, um, I think you. I find it a very interesting concept in the sense that um, fried food has always been associated with doing well. It's very tasty. <laughs> very tasty. <laughs> very delicious. Very delicious. <laughs> I yeah. can understand this. Fried food and oily food and, you know, mm. it's always been associated with doing well. But what we don't actually recognize is that the the boiled vegetables, mm. the greens that I used to hate as a child mm. because it was more or less torture to make me <laughs> to make me eat without oil. Not really recognizing actually that was the beauty of, yes. of the food. Yes. It was natural, it was, it was organic, mm. it was clean. Mm. 
but mentally there was something that was not comfortable in that space mm. because of the association mm. that we had with those foods because we knew that when you had beans or when you had greens oh you the poor people <laughs> <laughs> but if you've got yogurt and yeah. butter and cheese yeah, and yogurt, lots of oil and, and, and meat and mm, oil salami was that yes, um, poloni, poloni which now I know is just full of very bad <laughs> bad process in there but that was our rich food. I, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah, so I it, it's also in, in, in our mentality. Yes. Starting to appreciate the the, the simple things. Yeah. If, if we can start thinking and saying, hang on a minute, these things that we used to really, I can guarantee you, despise mm. in the sense that when you're eating greens and it's like, God, this is actually was so good for our bodies. Oh. The, the whole thing is actually really starting training our kids yes. consciously to yes. say what is good food or not. Yes. And I often see that if you've got a three-year-old who says uh, you should have a glass of water, you know, uh, not the way we used to do it, like mm. have vegetables, three vegetables and everything else. Mm. That, that really actually brings resentment. Yes. And the same resentment which we have had when we were kids in our uh, about yes. the, those traditional things. My wife and I now have gone on to eating all oh, those things. The, Jack, Jack. <laughs> we, we are doing oh, everything, you know, and head, eating that. Yes. Simply because, oh, mm. not be, they taste much better and we value them much better. Yes. And the value has come actually from one missing things. But I wish we had taught our kids actually to say, look, to appreciate yeah. those things. Appreciate oh. the things that I have. And then they would make a conscious effort. To go. actually go for that, and kids do what they what you what, what you what they see, and so look, and I think this again, 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 what shows us about these episodes that we need more and we need more time, <laughs> and I think we will break that down. But you know what was interesting is when you think about you know um, your mentality and, and exercise and food, you've got to be in a good headspace. Mm-hmm. You have to have a good. So you know, um, you know, our next episode when we talk about our mind, that mm-hmm. could be a really good space to think about. How do we get our mind primed to be in a space where you feel good about yourself, you want to look after yourself. Because if you don't feel good about yourself, mm. you don't thinking good about yourself, you're not going to look after yourself. No. Mm. But I, just to recap here, we're talking about your body, we're talking about one of the main highlights was a conscious effort to get yourself checked mm. and be aware of yourself. Mm. If you don't use it, you lose it. Mm. Eddie couldn't run after his kids after, mm. <laughs> after COVID. Now since doing the gym. He's now, yes, yes, now he's back. And also about what we eat, you know, really thinking about the processed food and, and, and what we're eating well. Uh, we love to cook, teach your kids to cook. Once they know that food needs to smell, needs to be cooked, we will attract them to that than uh, KFC. But once again, thank you so much for joining us. We will have an, uh, the, our next episode around the mind, so we'll be able to um, uh, broaden on that. But before I go too far, I'd like to thank our sponsors, the African Family Services, um, as well as Afro Risk Platform that's allowed. I want to thank Ed and Dr. J, uh, taking the time to sit here and, and talk to you guys. Um, and Vic263, who are the people behind the scenes who make this all happen, as you can see, this wonderful set and our time here. Uh, join us for the next episode, and we'll talk to you then. <laughs>